0: hello and welcome to a series of specials of my podcast helium talk i call them the isolation episodes and for these i'm speaking with people from the art world about the current situation we're all facing these days i just want to know how artists and gallerists from different countries are dealing with being locked down in today's show i speak with jonathan levine from the jonathan levine projects in new jersey this is not one of our usual off-the-record episodes We'll record one of those again soon, but of course, there's a lot of talk about potential changes for the art business in this one. Talk. So, how are you today? Hi. How are things in New Jersey?
1: You know, it's. Uh, it's I think it's more like uh, probably like for you, it's more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of an ex- existential experience. Okay. You know what? You know that word. Yeah, existential, so that's yeah. probably a German word. Um, <laughs> seems like a German <laughs> word. Um, well, like, you honest. know, but it's just like, everything is the same. Like, I work from home mostly, so yeah. my life isn't really that different. But it's more like this existential idea of what's happening. I mean, like, so everyone mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, you know, like, uh, interesting thing is I feel like my communities come more together and everyone's communicating more and they're, like, less focused on, like, looking out into the world. I mean, everyone's following the news and everything, but they're really communicating with each other via like my, I live in a town called Rutherford and we have this f- Facebook page called the Riot group. And there's a couple other groups. So everyone's really sharing information and they're kind of like, if anybody needs anything, I'm going to go to the store. If you have older people here, we can help. You know, I'm, I see my neighbors. If it gets nice out, cause it's, you know, I think today's the first day of spring. Actually, um, okay. I think today is the first day of spring. You don't know? Well, oh. if it is happy fucking spring. Yeah.
0: It feels like spring. So, it's so, you outside. know, but it
1: gets nice out and people yeah. want to go outside. So like, I mean, you can, people are, you know, you can walk around in your neighborhood. They just have to practice social distancing. I mean, every day, mm-hmm we wake up and we're not sure what's going to happen yet. And I I live just outside of New York city. I can see the skyline from my house and we have 40% of the cases in the United States or in New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have quite a few here in New Jersey. So every day you wake up and you're waiting for the, cause the laws change every day. Like they, they're shutting more and more and more stuff down. We're just waiting for them to, you know, put this order or they're calling it shelter at home. Um, mm-hmm. but so every day things are changing. I mean, the basic essentials are, you know, you can go to the grocery store, um, and there's certain real basic things you can do, but I, I think those things will continue to change. I mean, you have to be able to get food. I, I remember that they were like saying maybe only 50 people at a time could go into the grocery store. I i don't remember. I always go really late at night. So to my grocery store, cause it's open till like 12 but now it's open till 11, um, the, and then the governor put in like a, a suggested curfew of eight o'clock. So my life though, isn't really different. Cause all I do is like kind of work from home, but I mm-hmm. used to have this option where I could, you know, I, I like to socialize. So I'd go over to my friend's house. I'd go out to a bar, you know, bars are all closed. Bars are closed. Restaurants are mm-hmm. only taking, you could stop by for take, you know, you can get takeout. They just closed. I don't know why they didn't do this sooner. Like barber shops and nail salons, retail stores are strangely some retail stores are strangely still open. I mean, I you would have they would have locked everything down. Um, but it also occurred to me that you and I are in a completely we're outside of the, the typical what we do for a living and how we work is completely outside the structure of what most people do. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to affect me or not. I mean, I'm assuming it will, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of th- concerns right. and worries. But at the end of the day, I'm healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. All I got to do is be sure that I have enough money in my bank account to buy food, and everything else can go 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 to the wind, and I'm not going to worry about paying my mortgage mm-hmm. or any of those things. You know. You know, they're supposedly the government's going to be giving us all these like stimulus packages, blah 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 blah. All I care about is like, I'm not even thinking about that stuff. I'm just like, do I have enough money in my account to get me through six months to buy food? Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else, who gives a shit? Like, you don't pay your mortgage, no one's gonna. They're gonna probably put a freeze on mortgages and all sorts of other things. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how I'm thinking at it. About this point in time, I'm concerned for my parents because they're older. Mm-hmm. I won't be visiting them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you and I, you know, it's it's a fallacy that if you're over, you, you, what are you, fifty two? And I'm fifty one. Yes. So, you know, we are less susceptible to die from. This, this virus but it's still possible and if you have any kind of underlying conditions I mean they're coming up with different reports people in their th- 30s and you know 40s or young people who didn't think they had an issue are getting sick and, and dying and a lot of times they have underlying health issues they don't even know about like if you're a smoker you have more susceptibility to it mm-hmm. um, maybe you have diabetes or something who knows maybe you have there's all these different things they're saying so it's not that 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 what was being said it wasn't really completely accurate in regards to if you're under a certain age you don't have to worry. But then you know we have these idiots on running around on spring break mm-hmm. in Florida, like mm-hmm. I mean I could really go off on my government. You know I, I'll put this out here. Um, we don't really talk about politics on this on this show, and um, you know I'm going to put this out there. I'm not actually I'm not afraid of losing uh, listeners, viewers or whatever. But I'm not a Trump fan. I think Trump's a fucking idiot, and I always have. So, and I think he's done he's been a horrible president, the worst president ever. And not even you know, I, I wouldn't even yeah. say because I'm yeah. like, I'm a Democrat, or I'm a moderate Democrat. Um, very socially left though. My issue with it isn't with Trump because he's a Republican. My issue with is Trump is he's just a really bad person. He's like got mental health issues and he's got a personality disorder and he's just, he's just not a, a good person. You know, he's like, um, so, no. and you know, it's like, he's a total narcissist and, um, the worst thing ever. So like this guy's kind of, I think, fuck things up for us more because he wasn't prepared. He didn't take this seriously. He's been giving out the wrong information, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I got to say about that.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's this is this is the situation. Um, it's it's a, it's a similar situation uh, all around the world, and I think you you are in uh, a worse situation than Germany because of Donald Trump. Because you don't have uh, have politics that kind of work now, right now, and understand it in time. Here in Germany, of course, things are have not closed down immediately as well, but you know, sort of, kind of have to. There's a learning curve in that. Um, we're here in Germany, the first uh, state, uh, Bayern, Bavaria, has just uh, put the whole state under lockdown, so people have to stay home. There are certain rules; they can still go out. You know, they can go to work if they must. Um, they they are encouraged to go outside and for a run, or for a stroll, yeah. for a walk, get some fresh air, but only with the family that you're living with yeah. in the house, so I'm household things like that. I think when you read through all of this, it sounds super dramatic. And in a way, socially it is, but it is all understandable that they're taking these measures. But, well, we don't necessarily, we don't have spring break right now, but we have young people who do Corona parties who meet outside. We have bars who say, what the fuck? And we're just opening illegally, stuff like that. Uh, That is, is, in the end, that's the problem that leads to, you know, like the states making a shutdown because, you know, sort of most people behave properly but the ones that well, don't y- are y- you know, you y- just can't have
1: public gatherings you know like i have had i went to a client's house last night and picked up a painting and brought it back i had dinner with them i was a little concerned i was like you guys worried they're like no we're fine and i like i've been going out into the world as i need to like i had to go to the post office I had to go to the mm-hmm. grocery store I, I basically walk into a store I clean my hands before I go in. And the minute I walk out, I clean my hands again. I get into my car and I wipe everything down with disinfected. Mm-hmm. So like, this is what I did. I'm like, I went to three different stores. It was this constant like thing I was doing, you know, because I don't want to get sick, but I also, I don't want to get anybody sick. I could be sick and I don't know it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, that's, you know, my, you know, my parents and I had been away. We went away to Florida a couple weeks ago. Just as this thing was starting to ramp up, so we fly down, right, and we live in New Jersey, and we fly to Florida. It's like a two and a half hour trip, and you know we're there, and it's kind of escalating. But you know, there's there's only a few cases in the states, so you know I was out drinking every night, doing my vacation thing. Um, I had Purell with me the whole time. When we got on the plane, my mother's a total worrier. My mother's a very typical Italian American mother, worries about everything, right? Most my, both my parents had a little cold too. So as soon as we get on the plane, we have like this big bag of disinfectant wipes and we like wipe everything down. That we could possibly write wipe down, you know, <laughs> it's hilarious. And, you know, so then seven days go by and it's time to go. We weren't even sure if we were going to be able to get a flight. We were, we were fine. they did the same thing. And my parents though, were getting more sick. And this is before we really knew my mother in particular, my mother's got my mother had a heart attack last year, so she's got heart problems. She's a small woman, and she's got, you know, heart problems, um, heart disease. So, you know, we're always worried about her because she's got a, uh, you know, she's not strong. So her body's not as strong, and she's on all this medication, everything that actually does that kind of makes it – helps it, but also kind of makes it weaker. And But so she um, – as soon as we got home – the, you know, and this thing's getting every day. It's accelerating. And the news—they like my parents went and got a corona. They got a corona test, and I came home and I self quarantined half the week because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to get anybody sick. And it took days. It was like they got the test on Wednesday and wasn't until Saturday that they mm-hmm. were able to say, no, we don't have it. I didn't think they did because they were congested yeah. and all that. And that's really not what the coronavirus is. It's like a, a fever and, and dry. Yeah. Well,
0: a lot of people simply have a cold around yeah. this time of year.
1: So that, you know, that, but you know. know, we didn't know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's been kind of surreal. I think again, it's existential. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of like, I'm stuck in my house. I don't have, I live by myself. So mm, mm. that has the challenges.
0: Yeah, I think the challenge is just more or less about to start. I mean, here, the schools are closed and people are mostly at home, of course. Kids still run around. Playgrounds are all closed since Monday, I think, already, um, which also makes sense. But there's still activities that you can do with your children. Uh, You're supposed to, you know, sort of just stay as a family together. Melvin is at home right now. His girlfriend is still in in Spain. She's coming back on this weekend. Um, So maybe then we have five people living in our small apartment in Hamburg or uh, who? knows <laughs> aren't you up here are but you at your
1: country house
0: no unfortunately not i was at the country house until sunday and um for two weeks uh there were school holidays in hamburg uh so we were there with uh, Mevin yvonne and i so um that was basically basically the best place to be already schools are closed right your
1: schools are closed correct okay mm-hmm. i'm assuming yeah. that
0: but you know, so Yvonne still had to work. You know, so she had to get back on Wednesday together with Melvin, and so they went back earlier. I was there until Sunday, so I basically just returned on Sunday. Um, and now the dramatic things for us is that the, it's a different state. Hamburg is a, it's a city state. It's just like a small state within Germany. Um, and Schleswig-Holstein, where our house is, is basically bordering to this, and it's a holiday region like this. It's the Baltic Sea and the North Sea, and there are islands and the islands. Have been closed off last this week for tourism. Now the whole state is closed for tourism, you know, where my house is, my farm is. And they they don't want people from Hamburg to go there right now. So now legally I can still go to my house. You know, I can still go. It's I got property, it's my house. And of course, there are things to do, no be done. But for us, we wanted to go there actually yesterday, and we decided to wait a little, wait it out a little bit. Um, because, we, I mean, we're in a small... We're not even in the village, but we're part of a small village. We're completely outside and remote. I mean, we don't even... We don't see anyone except maybe the farmer who's a who's a friend of ours and stuff like that. But um, we don't... we there's, some, there's, there's a legal point standpoint that we can go there. There's a moral standpoint that we don't want to put pressure on these small communities out there. Their biggest fear is that if people get sick, that their hospitals and stuff is uh, it's not big enough. That's the point right now. So we want to be wanted... But we also probably have to go there at some point because there are things you have to do at the house because we're renovating it. Um, when I was there, the wind, we had these big severe storms and we have this, um, this roof made, of, made out of straw, you know? And we just fixed it this summer and there was a part that was blown out. And if you don't do that, you know, and, you know, sort of on time, then you basically can redo a whole, the half of the roof after a week. So things like that. So we kind of there will be a point where we have to go up there, but we're still undecided whether we're going to do that or not. Probably next week, and if we can, if we still can. Um, my my advantage though is that I can still go to the gallery, which is also my studio. It's my workplace. Um, which I own, so I can sit on the bike and go here right now. Anyway, but even if they they put us on lockdown, I can go to work here because I don't have another studio. I can't work at home. You know, my art I can't do at home. And uh, and right now, for me, the biggest issue is actually, um, and I think that's for a lot of people, uh, is the is the financial side um because we all had to close uh, and cancel exhibitions i mean you know i've been writing on the book but Maven was, was planning this big exhibition on april 3rd which is out of the window and we've already invested into that you know the drill, yeah. you know you have shipping yeah. so you have stuff like that uh, i cancelled art Artsy last year, so my online presence right now, which we wanted to change within the first month, but you know, so with patience and stuff like we had time to do that, um, is terrible right now, you know, um, and we've been planning to do something. So I'm, I'm, I actually have more work to do than before to get keep the business running and keep alternative ways um, of keeping the business run, running because now, you know, I'm back into the, into the responsibility also for other artists again. Um, we have work from other artists. Um, I kind of, kind of, uh, it's, 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 my obligation to try and sell some work for them because they don't make Bro, any money you know, as well, you, you know? Do,
1: do, um, you mean for this exhibition you guys were about to do?
0: No, the exhibition. Yeah, there's still some work probably coming um, for this show. But we're Melvin and I. We. That's a good thing. Is about that. My gallery manager and I we live in the same place, basically, for the last 22 years. You know, (laughs) or last 20 years. (laughs) So we can work from home. We can also work from here. And we made some plans for some interesting exhibitions. But that also like means we right now. There's a lot of work. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's There's the existential. Uh, a, a point for, I think many galleries that we talked about this a lot. You know, there's a lot of galleries who ra- rely upon even the smallest amount. Well, of
1: income It occurred to me, I was having this conversation with one of my <laughs> old employees in terms of the business is uh, yeah. a lot of people are about to go out of business. A lot of people yeah. are about to shut down. And this is, I shouldn't say this, but I am anyway, because I think that there's a lot of people that were probably struggling anyway and this, this could be sure. kind of a blessing for them, where they could kind of like the the worst thing is to close your business, and you that's failed. right. And it's like <laughs> it's like it's 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 yeah. a, it's pride, you know. Like I remember when I was trying to finally close my gallery, was like, oh my god, I'm so, and I was just holding on for so long because you know, it's pride, and you know, like mm-hmm. I failed, blah blah. I didn't fail. I had a great run, you know, like. Sure shit changed, whatever. Um, But of course I was beating myself up and that was really emotionally difficult for me in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, like, for example, what's going to happen is like one of the, one of the big issues that people don't seem to realize, I remember when I had my business, we'll go back to the gallery talk, I had a lease and Mm -hmm. I had a couple leases and these leases are Mm -hmm. ironclad and you just can't walk away from them. Now, In a situation like this, you can do whatever you want. There's not, no one's coming after you after this. You could just be like, you know what? I'm shutting my business down today because this is, no one's ever going to come after you for this. Everyone's being hurt. That's the way it
0: goes. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I mean, that's. This is probably not not really necessary the, the argument here because for one we know that people now pretend a lot of you know so sort of people say now all these social things and all these nice things but when this is over greed will be back. Um, and uh, and social distancing now means that you try to keep away from humankind in, on any level, but at some point social distancing will be again, I'm fucking rich and you're poor. Um, you know. Those, so these things will come back. It's only human. I think we have an opportunity that these things change, but I think right now if you walk away from your lease, I think everybody will say, okay, that's fine. Don't talk. By, by, uh, uh, let's not deal with this. But I think then you have to probably at some point really walk away and not come well that's that's
1: my point is you're walking away from it you're closing your business and and that's it you're done you're out because like Mm -hmm. that's what
0: yeah okay that's that's what a lot of people are going to have
1: to do and like Mm -hmm. thousands of people are going to be doing this like Mm -hmm. our economy is like you know it's kind of you know it's kind of screwed i mean i don't want to be all negative because i think actually you know we've had the spanish flu was worse than this and um some other things were too and you know i'm sitting here and i uh, it's not like we're we're living in some third world country we're like somewhere in the middle east in the middle of a fucking war or something and you know we have to deal with like we don't we've got running water and all this like you know you might be stuck in your house hopefully you've got some food. Hopefully you have some friends. Hope I know there's going to be people out there have a hard time. They don't have any money to buy food. So yeah, you know, and hopefully the community can step up, but I mean, we're way better prepared for this. Everyone's just kind of like, I'm stuck in my house. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And that, and it's like, when you live in a first world country, you're having like, they say first world problems. I really don't think it's not like, listen, in the twenties and thirties, at a good, good years, they weren't, they didn't have the kind of things we have. People are like, there's nothing in the grocery yeah. store. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? There's just tons of food in the grocery store. So there's no paper and there's no.
0: Yeah. The, the, I think the Dutch prime minister yesterday, because he got, got a little bit pissed that everybody's buying and, and everywhere around the world is buying toilet paper. Now he's just said, we got enough toilet paper in the Netherlands to shit for 10 years.
1: I mean, none of that bothered <laughs> also- me. I'm like, I always <laughs> buy toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. For. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's let's get back to the gallery Sorry. talk because that's probably yeah. the stuff that everybody can hear. And my my idea behind these uh, these also sh- shorter talks with people from around the world is to, from the art world, is to hear about the impact of of, of this for 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 exhibitions I and think, galleries you know, and stuff like people that. Are, I think. It's
1: going to force people to go more online, but it's also at this stage mm-hmm. you're kind of like. I mean, I have a bunch. Of, you know what? I was having this conversation. I've had this conversation with a couple of friends who. Other galleries. It's it's too soon to say. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw some concepts out there that I think could potentially happen. And I just want to preface this: I could be totally wrong. Um, mm-hmm. It could be that because the stock market is so bad, and it's that people who have a lot, people who have a lot of money, continue to have a lot of money, and people who have a lot of money will continue to buy art. Um, mm-hmm. And so a couple of things could happen. Um, they could start looking into buy art as an investment, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily emerging artists or not necessarily primary market artists that are a lot of stuff that we deal in. Um, That's one thing that happened. Another thing that happened is people might want to start selling off their collections because they need money. So that could Mm -hmm. be something that's happening. Um, You know, I mean, it's, I think that the primary market that you and I are involved in, we've been involved in is going to be hurt because Mm -hmm. it's already hurting anyway. And it's not necessarily like these aren't great investments. I think that you may see artists change their prices. I may, you may see them do very desperate things that they would never do that. We would never accept, think it was acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, People are desperate. So I think that there's probably some silver lining in this, but there's probably not, it's going to be tough, but you know what? You're an artist. It's tough for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe you have an online presence and you're able to still eat buy and sell thing, but what about the millions of people that are bartenders and servers and mm-hmm. all these other jobs that they that people they've lost mm-hmm. their jobs. So I think actually probably being an artist right now is I don't think it's worse. So. Might might even be better for a lot of people. You know, I mean, hard to say. Really hard to say. Yeah.
0: I had, this, I had this talk with a couple of artists and they've been, been one thing is I think artists are used to work That's in isolation.
1: Right. That's right.
0: <laughs> and they're used and they're used to not having a regular income That's right. every month. Uh, but of course, this is this is an impact that I spoke with a couple of artists who just canceled, uh, had their shows canceled and they have all this work standing around. Um, and some shows will not be postponed, but will probably happen next year. And this can decide over careers. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw
1: this out there. If there mm-hmm. was that big of a demand for their work, mm-hmm. they will be able to sell it. So they won't have their exhibition. Who cares?
0: But, no, but uh, but the, the whole online thing, I think that's, that's an issue. Everybody, of course, is trying to steer towards online, but we both know online is a fraction of, the market of the sales of every gallery, it's still the point that and of I'm every God, artist. A fraction. Online's yeah. a fraction. In online. No. Sales. Online sales
1: is where that's where it all is. That's not that's where it is for me. Not for you.
0: For emerging artists. For, for for you, a secondary market work, of course. But but I mean, but I mean, you mean uh, artsy. I mean, big galleries might sell through art, artsy and stuff like that. I mean, I think there's still not the big and the wide acceptance for for people to buy art online.
1: But see, I think you and, and I might have uh, a different. I think we might have a different opinion of that.
0: But do you still? But I mean, I mean, okay. You're basically just doing online right now. Yeah, but you know um, what? What
1: I'll say is this: is I thought I've said this before. When I had my gallery in New York City, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when I finally moved it and closed it to Jersey and I moved to Jersey City, at that point in time, I was doing 90% of all my sales online. And the frustration, I've never said this to you.
0: Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's just like in this situation, it's it's you. And uh, now uh, in that situation, it's you and a few other galleries who have a, maybe a strong collective basis and a strong basis of people who buy online. But now e- what I'm saying is now everybody is like before a fraction of the market, because not every gallery was looking into the online market. Uh, most of the galleries still are brick and mortar. Uh, the majority of galleries are still brick and mortar artzi has 3200 galleries they that looks big but worldwide things like that it's 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 now it's it, before it were like 20 20% of the galleries doing good online sales and being being good online. So, I mean, a lot of the galleries don't even have a proper online appearance or possibilities to buy the art online. And now everybody's going there. Yeah, That's that's what I mean. It's getting, it's been that
1: way forever. I might be in Germany. It's different than in the U S but I've, all my contemporaries have been solidly online and doing business online. And I do find that the way Europeans do business and Americans do business is different. And there's pros and cons to that. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's an Italian dealer. I mm-hmm. called him. I was like, how are you doing? Because, you know, he's in Italy. And he's like, we talked, you know. Um, and I and Italians like to buy from Italians. And I deal with – a. I have friends in Montreal. And Quebec like to buy from Quebec cores. They don't really buy internationally. So – but I've had an online presence and all my contemporaries have all had online presence. And I know for a fact that all my collectors – we're buying online because I'm reselling their work. I always knew it's like they'd be telling me, I just bought a piece from Corey Helford. I just bought a piece from Mary Karnowski. I just bought a piece from, so for but me, that, that, that was the I'm, case. Anyway,
0: we're talking about online sales and um, where, I mean, what I'm talking about is when you go online and want to buy a piece of art, you go and put it in your shopping cart and then you pay by PayPal or credit card and then the shipping is calculated and everything. That's what I mean. Everybody's trying to oh. do that now because there's not so much middlemen. It's it's mm. like the people that buy art from you online. They, they It's not like they come they, they go online and see oh, Jonathan has a nice exhibition. All these artists, I don't even know. I don't even know how the works look. You have to admit that most art that we sell online, and I have a good fraction of sales that I do online. I'm not complaining. Um, but A, um, It's usually art that's being bought by people that know, that have their first Victor Castillo, or that has been to an exhibition, that know what to expect. And and B, before it was like it was a good show if I had a certain percentage that went online, even also in the course of the time, because we're not selling at Verney Sars openings anymore. We talk about all of that, but now basically I try to make my whole my whole uh, 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 revenue through online sales because nobody can come to the space yeah. anymore for an unforeseeable time. And that's different for it's, most it's galleries. Good. That's what I mean. You with see here, mortar.
1: this is where all the business is happening right here. There's a little lonely plant. There's some there's a little <laughs> yeah.
0: sculpt. But there's your special you know, like, This is it. That's there's a, there's,
1: a, look, there's a, a, a James Marshall print on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. This is it, man. But this is, this is, this is how it is these days.
0: I think the behavior has to change not on the gallery side, but on the buyer side. People have to, you know, how hard it is to convince people to buy anything and buy anything online as well. A lot of people out there who occasionally buy a piece of art and it would be important for the for those, especially the smaller and mid-level galleries. They say, oh, wow, well, it's a meter by a meter 50 that cannot be sent by mail. Right. Or then you come with the shipping costs. You know, I mean, we have nice work and we ship it and then you ha- we buy it. We sell we sell work online, for example, in the United States to experience buyers that don't fall off their chairs when they say, oh, their work is like 1,000 uh, euros. Uh, um, and uh, uh, that's nice. And they say, oh, shipping is 300. They're what? Why is it so expensive? Or well, 500 maybe even. You know, people you have to be make like, these you know experiences what? now.
1: Well, that's a beginning buyer. That's somebody who's not, you know doesn't have experience
0: most people most people are beginning buyers online because our market is not set up for 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 online sales in the dimensions that are needed and required now in this you're saying oh,
1: you're saying that's your experience because the experience i have is not that you know most don't get me wrong i have people who inquire all the time and they're just tire kickers but you know i have certain collectors by the way i can't see your face the screen is all screwy um You know, but, you know, most of my collectors or people that I'm dealing with, you know, they know what the story is. They're collectors. So, I mean, you're doing this for 25 years. You know, and I I do get, you know, I can't say that's not the experience that I have on a regular basis.
0: But you have to admit it's not the regular case. All I'm saying. I'm not sure, actually. It's the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. And then you can you can also go to the online reports from big companies who do that, and PricewaterhouseCoopers and Cooper and everybody uh, use the bank who says this. It's it's a big online marketplace, but not for all of them. All I'm saying is online sales. Yes, they do happen, and maybe you have a business that runs nicely with online sales, but that is not the case of 100% of the galleries. What I'm saying now, maybe that's the point where where the misunderstanding is. My point is now. Let's say 20% or 25% or 30% of the galleries have successful online sales such as, just such as you. I'm privileged that I have online sales. I could not survive on online sales. But other galleries don't even have any online sales because they're not set up. So now instead of 30% of galleries being successful with online sales, 100% of the galleries try to get into one market that is online, which means we need to educate the clients because there's still 70% of the people who don't buy online. Now these 70% supposed to buy also so that like all the galleries who have closed exhibitions now and say, Oh, we're doing online exhibition. Now it's everything online. They probably, most of them have probably never sold the work online. That's what I mean. Behavior well, has I to change. I say now. like It's funny. And, Cause
1: I don't really see it that, I mean, I can't imagine you having a get
0: So hundred percent of all galleries sell online. They should be. All every, well, they should be, but then doing, not doing. If you're that. not, you're not,
1: you're not but doing you think, it right. Like, I can't imagine any business, right? Uh,
0: I don't know. No, I think we totally disagree on this point. It's like when you have a brick-and-mortar gallery, when you have a gallery, look, take our friend, let's take this on a personal level. Take our friend Ralf Kruger, Krüger. He has a very successful gallery in Hamburg. He has, the people, his his openings are always very crowded. He sells at these openings to people that he knows in personal contact. At least 99% of his sales are offline He's a great gallerist. He does this for almost 25 years as well. He's he's in the market for a long time. He has all these great artists that he's working with. He's experienced experienced, but he does not sell online because he had never needed to. Now this is a gallery that has to. And Ralph is not the exception. Ralph is, I think, globally worldwide, it's standard that galleries are not prepared to sell sell make their whole complete revenue online. All I'm saying is now you have to try to get all the money that you usually make with an exhibition where people come and buy these people that come and buy you have to re- educate to buy even though they're not coming and that's a thing that's not well, I mean, yeah I guess
1: you know again I think for me here in the US, every gallery here has an online presence and they, not not in 2005 they- but do they do the sales yes. they need right now okay. I would say, the vast I think, majority of galleries mm-hmm. that I know and that I deal with have been doing online sales the whole time.
0: So nothing changes now through this situation that everybody's no, not. No, they're just that selling. Is, I think they're oh. selling
1: less. And I mean, the whole thing of it is the big issue. Now it, we've mm-hmm. always talk about this is that there's an oversaturation of the market. Artists are selling direct. They're selling from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's changed the market. It's not so much the online thing. Like if I didn't have an online business, my, I would have never mm-hmm. been able to do what I did. And mm-hmm. but it's it has
0: been part of your business, but for now, everyone it's, in my genre no. did
1: it exactly the same way, but not
0: a hundred percent or not ninety percent
1: in the u s yeah, pretty much I, I can't Im- yeah. well, I, I can't imagine like not one of my competitors, every one of my competitors has a good website, and they we're all we we could not have been in business for this genre if it wasn't for that mm-hmm. because imagine. I did this for years before I owned a gallery, and I was an independent curator, and I would curate these shows, and I was trying to champion this art that Juxtapose was writing about, and we couldn't sell shit. Stuff now that I could sell for 20 times the amount of money that people are you know, knocking down my door for, for a Mark Ryden or whatever, or a Robert Williams or a Todd Shore, just like a cause, right? I could tell you these Mm -hmm. stories over and over again we couldn't sell this work because we didn't have the internet. The minute the internet happened, and the, 6 months after I opened my first gallery, and I put this stuff up online, stuff started selling immediately. And by my 3rd year in business, at least half of my sales were online. By the time I got to New York City in 2005, 75% of my sales were online. The most of the time I was in New York, at least 90 to 95% of my sales were online. And most of my competitors, it was the same.
0: Okay, I just believe that's a bold statement that we can't prove in this discussion. But do you? But do you think on another level, you just mentioned it? Um, the the the, you just said artists start selling online through Instagram, which also doesn't mean that they're putting an artwork out there. Somebody clicks on it and purchases it, puts it in the bag, and buys it. But do you think this will increase now? Artists will make new. I mean, do you think there will be a different? social element between gal- that we've always been talking about between galleries and artists that they're getting also cuddling up a little bit more virtually of course and uh, and that they support their artists in selling and that they think it's it's good that artists sell as well so they keep in business or that artists go to the galleries and say
1: here do
0: more for me do you think instagram sales will increase now
1: i don't know i know i don't know i think people are i, I know i don't think sales are going to increase at all i think sales are going to be worse because people don't have money mm-hmm. Period. 2008. Uh, all over again. Maybe worse. And it's like maybe you're not going to spend your I mean, money on buying a $500 painting yeah. or, unless you have a lot of people with a lot of money will continue mm-hmm. to buy. People with not a lot of money mm-hmm. are not going to continue to buy because they have to worry about all of a sudden people are going like. Sure. I mean, I, I had a client. I was visiting him, and he's all concerned about it. Stocks now. You know, like stocks just yeah. went. Whoosh, they just got. Now, Mm -hmm. that's not to say they're not going to come back. Once this passes, I think the economy will come back strong. Um, I don't think this really changes the business all that much. I just think everybody does worse. Um, Although I do think Mm -hmm. that in the higher-end market, there could be opportunities for secondary market dealers, to be honest with you, um, and collectors who are looking for This could be a good opportunity for people with a lot of money who are looking for works for less money because, like, the economy is so now suddenly maybe you're not paying, you know, a million dollars for that giant cause painting. Now maybe you're selling it for $750,000 because the market got smaller and people are willing to let that piece go for less. And people with a lot of money are willing to buy it for less because they know the price is going to go back up. So cool. and I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. That's the way I'm thinking because that's how I make my business now. But mm-hmm. primary market, it's not – you probably don't want me to say this, but I just – it's not a necessity. This is not where you're going to spend your money right now because if you're worried – if you're half the population, you may be – 30% of the population might be at a job or you're getting furloughed or you're getting laid off or whatever – you're not spending your money on art. You're saving your money to buy food so you can live. Mm-hmm. You know, and the story. Yeah,
0: um, I think I think emerging art is very difficult to move now in a situation like this. And of course, secondary market and artists with value that was the same in 2008. People stopped buying younger emerging artists that we're not collectors items at that point, you know? Um, And I think that's of course what's happening now as well. I mean, at the end Um, of the
1: day, we're going to recover. It's just going to be a hiccup. It might be a year long hiccup, Um, but you know what? It's good because people have to get perspective. You know, we're sitting around talking about art, right? Who (laughs) fucking cares about art when you don't have money in your goddamn pocket to fucking eat. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're it's a luxury. Yeah. So
1: like, I mean, I'm just in, – in having perspective, you know, like I i can't really care too much about the poor mm-hmm. artist. Joe and I sh- shouldn't I care about the poor bartender or the poor yeah. waitress or the poor person who works at retail? These people who, you know, they have no – what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, so like I can't really – everyone's out. You know, it's kind of like got to hunker down and – you know, see what happens. I think, you know, we're, that's just the reality of it. It's a tough, tough time to be in the market. And that doesn't mean, like, I think there's still some artists out there who will do okay, though, and they'll be better off mm. as a result because they can sell directly to clients. that can release a print that everybody wants, you know, um, mm. and they have enough money to get them through six months.
0: But do you also see any opportunities in the whole situation? I mean, let's stick to the art um, part. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that yeah, the other discussion is like is, uh, that's what, what are we. Uh, I mean, I, I totally, I mean, totally agree with you that we're in a luxury segment, segment and that was the same case in two thousand eight. Nobody needed to buy it anymore when they don't have money anymore, and and are, are out of jobs. And I, it's totally understandable that we're at the forefront of uh, of the fall of the demise in a way. But we've, you know, so we recover and we recover differently. But that leads me to the point: Do you see any opportunities? That
1: come I think there. Oh, I mean, I think think that it should be interesting to see what people do. I think they're going to do more creative things online. I see people doing that now. I think people right now are Mm -hmm. less focused on money, which is something you said. But when it comes back, they're going to be greedy again. But I think people are going to get really creative. We're going to see people get really creative. Personally, I'm not thinking about those things too much because I'm still running my business. So like I see a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. are like, I'm going to make a video of me dancing in the living room or um, (laughs) I'm going to whatever. That's great. Mm -hmm. well, I'm still fucking working. All right. So like, I don't have time. I'm not thinking about that. I am, I'm worried about the world. I'm worried about my family, you know, I'm, but I'm still working. So, you know, artists are going to do probably, they'll probably some really cool creative things that have nothing to do with finance that are going to come out. Who knows? I mean, it should be interesting. There's definitely going to be a silver lining in this, but you just got to look for it. There's a silver lining Mm -hmm. in this. In a lot of ways, it could be that people are thinking different. Could be that people are less focused on money. It could be that people are coming together more and they're back communicating with each other in a real way about important things and not about like, you know, things that aren't as important. That's a big problem we have in the world. If you ask me, everyone's on their phone all the mm-hmm. time. I mean, we're we're, we're Generation um, X, so we're like a little bit different than the millennials. But and you and I like we're pretty like grounded spiritual people. And it's the reason we get along so well because we could talk about these things, but like at the end of the day, we know it's yeah. not that important. It's like, what's important our family, our friends, our health. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think there could be some, you know, art for the sake of art. We could see a lot of that. That has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the economy and no, nothing to do with making money. And maybe a lot of new ideas where people are going to have to, everyone's being forced to think differently. And if you're creative, you have to come up with some other way to sort of like express yourself. So mm-hmm. I think definitely something interesting is going to come. Everything's going to be like post-coronavirus. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be like about post-coronavirus, you know, and when it's gone, it's done. And it's too soon to say, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think they're I'm sure you're already thinking about stuff you're going to do. Me, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking about, how am I going to pay my bills? And he, I actually think this is a good time for me to work, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, I like my my job is different. So I'm like, now I have to find where the market is right now and go to that, generate income. And, uh, you know, and, and that's that's that.
0: Well I'm still working a lot, as I said, maybe more now to get all these these things in place, but ninety um, percent of my worries are with uh, uh, with uh, my family and the world and the situation. I'm not known to to get it get in panic to panic at all um, easily um, I know this is a terrible situation, especially for everyone that is. Impacted not just, I mean, outside of everyone that's sick and you know, sort of, get seriously sick. It's for everybody. You mentioned the bar keepers and bartender. There's people who are on hourly, rate, hourly jobs and stuff like that. That is, that is, uh, that is that's going to be a big impact. But mainly, the majority, mainly now, I'm focusing on my family and 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 the life. And I'm 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 100 sure that um, that it's going to be interesting once this is over. It will be over. It's not the end of the world. Um, it's also not, <clears throat> yeah, it's just something, I mean, what can you do?
1: <laughs> One of the I know? think is kind of cool about this, um, and I was thinking about this, is like this is a way that, not to sound all corny, but it unites all people um, in the yeah. world because it's affecting everybody in the world. And yeah. we're all in this yeah. together no matter what, no mm-hmm. matter if you're, have a different religion you're a complete like racist Mm -hmm. or or who knows whatever you know like or Mm -hmm. one country hates another country it doesn't matter we're all in this together and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool we're all kind of like locked Mm -hmm. in together as as human beings Um, we're on the same Mm -hmm. in the same place in in a lot of ways Um, although people certainly people who are in third world countries don't have this sort of Resources that we have, or you know, second, you know, developing countries that don't have the sort sort of resources we have, or you know, p- countries that are people are really poor, or people are just poor in your own countries, or they're at greater risk. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks. But yeah, I don't know where yeah. I'm going with this. But, you know, the, I was going to say, you know, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. uh, this is giving me more time to. I've been exercising more. So I think oh, some yeah. other people are doing that too. And I've seen cool things like friends I know are like a friend of mine. He's like a trainer. She's like, I'm doing free classes online every day, mm-hmm. at 45. So people, you want to join Log in, and people are doing classes. Mm-hmm. People are doing all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. To sort of,
0: yeah that is also happening, with yeah. each other,
1: mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And I'm like, this is cool. And I'm like, you know what? I may be stuck yeah. in my house, but I can FaceTime people. So like I got,
0: yeah, we're pretty we're, – technology, we're pretty well set up yeah. for this.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah I, I agree. I yeah. um,
1: There's yeah. a lot of pluses.
0: Yeah, it's also – it's not – I mean, we're not – I mean, even though uh, Emmanuel Macron speaks about war, it's not a war that we have to go in and die as soldiers yeah. on the front um, or on the home front. Uh, in bombardments, but it's uh, something where we sit in a home and try to, you know, make the best out of it for a certain amount of time. But you know, what you said earlier, I, for you nothing changes. For me, things might change. You know, right now, for what, what changed for me mostly is that I'm not. There are a couple of people who say, well, oh, great, I get some, especially in the arts community, they say, oh, I get some time to work on these paintings and stuff like that, and and I'm I'm in solitude anyway. For me, you know, my struggle with focusing on writing my autobiography and doing my work more, this is actually taking me away from that a little bit more because I have to take care of the business that is, was actually running at the side and which Melvin was handling and which was, okay, now I have to get back into that much more. And and there's one point, and because in our conversations, even though this is not part of the off the records uh, series that we're doing necessarily, but we're always very open and honest and, and so here's what i'm thinking sometimes i've i've gone through a very hard harsh crisis in 2000 between 2008 although 2008-9 it was good but i'm writing my autobiography i'm currently in the year 2010 that is when i had to let go of my last staff member here because it was terrible financial situation for a gallery like helium cowboy at that point i Went through that struggle. I came out strong. I Stronger maybe. Different, but stronger. Different concept, all these things. I'm not really sure if I want to go through that again. And so for me, it might also mean that I will... Um, yeah, who knows what's happening. But these are things that I'm talking, thinking about too. Because I'm not... You know, maybe when I'm getting out of this, all I'm doing is writing my book and making artwork. <laughs> so that would be... Not the worst, but it would change things, you know, maybe I'm still doing the podcast though, but you know, right now it looks like we're, you know, sort of, I mean, you know, Melvin is highly motivated too. So, I mean, he would kick my ass if I'd say, oh, let's just close shop.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, but we've already been through, like I say, like I've been transitioning all year, a couple of years now, so it's kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, and it could be a lot worse and it's a lot worse for a lot of other people. So I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, my life isn't really changing. I can't say it's changing that much that I can tell because all I do is sit in front of a computer Mm -hmm. and work. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And at home, Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard not to be able to go out and be around people because I'm a very social person. Uh, But, you know, who knows? It's too soon to say. Mm -hmm.
0: So what you could do, actually, you could actually do uh, online classes on because you're an experienced home office worker You to all those people who think home office is cool. You know, you can make some classes. What do you do when you go nuts in your own walls? Uh, you know, you know I thought corona. about for a while
1: now. <laughs> that's funny. No, well, for a while now, I had looked yeah, into this, sorry. but I'm, I'm not ready to do this yet. But I thought about it's. You know, I'm going to say this online and people might be like, hey, I thought about being a consultant to artists, basically mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing yeah. with you here You know, like they get on a headset and we talk, you know, and Mm -hmm. I give people direct advice. I was thinking about doing this over a year ago. It is a lot of work, though, to organize it properly. And uh, I've sort of had that in the back of my head to do not so much because it's good moneymaker, which it could be, but because I would enjoy it because I'm by myself all the time. You know, so, you know, I thought about doing that. I just haven't done it. So I guess somebody's Mm -hmm. interested in that maybe i wouldn't be opposed to doing that doing consult you know basically be like here's an hour of time Mm -hmm. ask ask me what you want and i thought about being like okay you want me to set up a whole i could also like with artists go like okay we'll do six weeks and i'll help you create a plan because it's it's you can't it's different for every artist be like what is it you want And they're like, well, I want this. So for each artist, you're going to set something up differently. And that's what I did for a living with the Mm -hmm. gallery, essentially. And so I have the skill, and I understand the market to an extent that I could be very helpful to people. I just haven't gone down down that route because not for nothing I've been doing okay, Um, Mm -hmm. just mostly selling secondary market. Not that I wouldn't do this. Um, I would just kind of do it for fun, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, but you said just a couple of minutes ago. You said this—it's a transi- transition phase that is lasting on for a while now, and these are the things that, you know, come up during those I'm, things. I was just—you know—yes, I was—I was seeing you drinking coffee all the time, and because of the time yeah, difference, yeah,
1: and you're drinking beer. Uh,
0: I just opened an <laughs> early beer, and I just—I just figured out that this is something that is actually already uh affecting my um my personal life because you know this is uh carevida the brewery that i'm partnering with in regards to I do all their designs, we're good friends, I do their logos, uh, their their labels and stuff like that. They uh, b- because I don't have any events at the gallery right now, they're not delivering to me anymore at the moment. So this might actually be one of the f- yeah. last <laughs> Yeah, we have prototypes. I might be drinking. They're actually in a terrible yeah. situation, too. Yeah. So, shout out, shout out yeah. to those guys. Yeah. You know, they have probably stopped production. They uh, have problems yeah. delivering. Um, they're also, in a way, in a luxury segment yeah. with craft beer because their beer is simply more expensive. Uh, so, so see how they get through. I know that they have a daily struggle and think trying to come up with new ideas to yeah. uh, also to support. To support the gastronomy, yeah. which is highly affected yeah. right now, this is their these are the people that sell for them, um, stuff like that. So it's um, yeah, it's tough for them as well. So maybe me drinking a beer of theirs during this podcast might help them. The online sales, well, I don't know. Maybe we can pack, maybe we can pack a painting onto all these boxes. Then you know, find the creative ways to get deliver, give people beer yeah. and art.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny you yeah. should bring that up because I have re- two really good friends that own a brewery. It's called Wayfinder Beer in Portland, Oregon. And okay. they it's a restaurant, and they also mm-hmm. own a bunch of bars, and they own a chain of pizza places called Sizzle Pie. So they've had to lay off like 100 people, mm-hmm. and they're kind of going through this same thing. They're like, you know, what are they – how are they going to deliver their beer? What's Who's going to buy – you know, whatever. They're dealing with all that, and they're having to come up with different solutions. And they had to lay off all these people. And Portland's mm-hmm. a service industry, so people are getting hit. And so, like, I com- completely relate to that. You know, it's – it's you know, it, the thing is everyone's getting hit. Every business is getting mm-hmm. hit. So mm-hmm. yeah. I could name a half a dozen people I can think of off the top of my head. Like, I'm like, how you doing? Are you are you okay? Uh, like, a friend of mine owns, like, a, an acupuncture slash massage center. And she's essentially mm-hmm. closed, just taking some clients – Doing acupuncture. And I mean, she has a lot of people who work for her, and they're like out of work now because people aren't coming in to get massages and facials, and whatever, mm. you know? And, uh, you know, that's one thing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right,
0: Jonathan. Um, can we end on a positive note somehow? Well, the, beer's great, still. No the you know, beer is great. My coffee
1: good. Be yeah. safe and be well. Um, yeah. It's not as bad as you think it is have perspective um i mean listen 130 years ago people didn't even have running water and electricity and all this stuff just
0: 130
1: years ago we'd all be dead already maybe i'm just thinking about my grandparents when they were growing up like what they how their lives were they didn't have all these
0: no at least from life expectancy alone yeah. Jonathan, you and i would be dead. <laughs> you mentioned our age before
1: yeah, right. <laughs> what i'm saying that. is like things aren't that bad i mean it sucks you got to stay in it sucks that maybe you know. As mm-hmm. long as you you can feed yourself, you're going to be okay. It's yeah. and you know eventually this is all going to turn around, but in the same time, and just what's that?
0: Sorry. And just imagine when this is around, over, how good the hugs will feel that That's we give right. to the people that we couldn't see in such.
1: That's a That's right. Time. Maybe I'll, yeah. when this is all over, i maybe I'll take a trip through Europe and I'll come visit you.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I could use a hug from you for you know after what many years. Yeah, i in
1: Germany. I have to go to Italy. I got to visit some people. Yeah, yeah, just do a little yeah. tour. All right, yeah, man.
0: Okay, right, so Tronson, thank you for this, and um, as always, yeah, I just
1: say everyone be well, be safe, stay safe, take care of yourself, love each other, uh, and choose.
0: Well, thank you for listening today. I will be back with more talks shortly. If you have any questions for me or my guests, I'm happy to hear them all. Just send me a mail to hello at heliumtalk.com or a direct message on my Instagram at heliumcowboy. Stay safe and healthy and take good care of everyone around you. Helium Talk.